We are raising up radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God and people from the next generation who love deeply, serve sacrificially, speak truthfully, live holy, and go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit, calling all people to confess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Everybody say amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. So we're going to talk about the restoring the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to start talking about like that over the next several weeks. And um, what I want to do is um, about a year ago, a little less than a year ago, <clears throat> Dennis Kramer. Oh, do we need to release Flip 180? Flip 180, you guys can go. If you have a fifth through eighth grader, they can be released to go to their class. There's some radical, passionate, aggressive lovers of God going right there. They hear from heaven, don't they? But less than a year ago, Dennis Kramer came and he prophesied and he uh, made some declarations over Karen and I, but it was really declarations over this church. And when he made some declarations, I'm just going to remind us of the prophetic word. You know, we war with our prophetic words. When, when God speaks something about who you are or what he wants you to do, you need to remind yourself all the time of that because we leak. Amen. We leak. We forget. And, and the Bible talks about write it down, scribe it. So hopefully if you're taking notes today, you're going to have plenty of notes to take. We're, this is going to be more of a teaching and then we're going to do some demonstration and, and believing God afterwards. But um, when Dennis Kramer was here, he said, uh, you will be known for power. He said, I will move in such might and power in your services. My anointing breaks the yoke. This isn't the order in which he said it. I'm just repeating some of the things that really have stuck out to me because this is where this message is coming, kind of being birthed out of, and I'm kind of showing you kind of the journey I've been over, on over the last several months. He says, my anointing breaks the yoke. I want you to know the anointing of God that is on you. I want people to be filled with my spirit. Tell everyone to get ready. Urge them to get serious. No lagging behind. No dead weight. It is a time of decision for this church. So go with those who will go with you. There's a group of people here who will press in to what I have destined you for. Get ready. I have targeted Newcastle. Get ready. There is a visitation coming. I am going to visit this house. Does that excite anybody? Is that just a pipe dream? Is that just a fantasy? No. It's already done in the spirit. Now we need to bring it and manifest it in the natural. Amen. And so part of getting ready, part of urging all of us to get serious in this hour and no lagging behind, I believe, is to grow and learn about the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Because there are a lot of Christians in this culture, in this city, in this region, and in missions. Mike talked about how we have to do missions differently. Not that we've done it wrong, but we have to go in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. As the girls were walking in downtown Indianapolis... The supernatural power of God was manifest through them. 
Because the Holy Spirit spoke to them. They listened. They were at a place where God made her a little nauseous. He'll do whatever it takes if you're willing to allow him to use you. To get your attention. But sometimes we have to be knocked off of our routine or knocked out of our comfort zone in order to really hear. And I believe God's wanting us to get ready. And so my question this morning is, who is Holy Spirit to you? Now notice I didn't say who is the Holy Spirit. That'd be like me saying, who is the Alex to you? Who is the Alger to you? It just doesn't sound right. Because the Holy Spirit is a person. He is part of the Godhead. Spirit, soul, or spirit, son, and, and God. All three, Godhead. But who is Holy Spirit to you? Do you know precious Holy Spirit? Ask yourself, who is he to you? What goes through your mind when you think of Holy Spirit? Do you believe he is a person? Do you believe he's a person just like Christ is? Just like God is? Three in one? Do you believe he's deity? Do you believe he is God? Now I'm going to, as I go into this teaching, I'm going to assume because you're here at New Covenant that you believe all that. I'm going to assume that you believe in the Trinity, that you believe in the Holy Spirit. I'm going to assume that because I'm not going to go into a theological breakdown. Although we are going to see in the scriptures even today, some of these things that I've just asked you come to pass in the Word, and you're going to see Holy Spirit in that way. But I want to go, and I want to take us somewhere over the next several weeks where we discover Holy Spirit in a new way, a new, fresh wind of his presence to where we become a people who are walking more and more in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. Does anybody desire that? So here are some of the phrases that we find in the Word of God about the Holy Spirit. We hear things like walk by the Spirit. We know the scripture in Galatians, and you will not satisfy the flesh if you walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. You're born of the Spirit. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't blaspheme the Holy Spirit. Don't resist the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit. In the last days, I will pour out my Spirit. Anybody believe we're in the last days? You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. And even David in Psalms 51 said, Take not your Holy Spirit from me but renew a right spirit within me. So again, over the next several weeks, we're going to discover together the role, the purpose, the personality of Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I think we're going to have some fun in the Word. Are you guys ready for that? Because yeah. you know Holy Spirit has a personality, and we need to learn some powerful truths, and we need to be renewed in our, I, I think, in our relationship with Holy Spirit. I think sometimes we take him for granted. Anybody else besides me do that? Sometimes we don't emphasize the Holy Spirit enough. I can remember years ago, yeah, you go to that church where you, it's all about the Holy Spirit. 
But we want the Holy Spirit more, don't we, guys? Because he's been given as a gift to you and I. And he is the supernatural power of God. He is, he, and we're going to discover that in the Word today. And I want to enlarge our faith for the supernatural, to believe in the supernatural, to get us out of our comfort zone again, to, and to start digging in to the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Got, I got, got a statement for you. Do you realize that you were created to be a powerhouse for God? Everyone in this room, every one of us, were created by God to be a powerhouse for him. Not the preacher, not an elder, or someone in authority. Every one of us, we believe in the priesthood of all believers. And that there is a power dimension to every one of us that we're to be walking in. We are to be demonstrating the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. We are, as God's people, to be the power of God. Can I have an amen on that? And so when Denny Kramer began to prophesy those things over me, man, the thing that kept going in my mind was the power of God, the power of God, that, we're, that there's going to be such a move of God's Spirit in, this, in our services and in our, in our communication outside this place. Because realize... The power of God is not just to be here on a Sunday morning. Every one of you, when you go to work, when you guys go to school, we're, be, we're to be demonstrating the power of God, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit. It's supposed to be flowing through us. Amen? So whether we're at work or school, our families, when I was at the hospital with my father, I am to be the demonstration of the Holy Spirit to my family. Are you okay with that? So, if we're going to go globally in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit, we have to dig into the Holy Spirit and to realize that if I'm created to be a powerhouse of God, right now, are you demonstrating that? Sometimes? Partially? Never? Some never demonstrate the power of God in their life. Do you believe that you are to be demonstrating the power and presence of the Holy Spirit? That here at New Covenant, we're going to continue to declare it, and we're going to continue to mine for it and grow in it, in Him. Amen? Well, today, what we're going to do, in the Bible, there are many, many terms or names that are given in the bible for the holy spirit i've listed just a few i could not exhaust them all he is called spirit of god he is just called spirit he's called holy spirit he is called the breath of god the wind of god the spirit of fire spirit of truth spirit of wisdom and revelation spirit of promise spirit of adoption the advocate the comforter and all those demonstrate a personality a a a a purpose, a character of who he is. And so to, what we're going to do is we are going to start in the Old Testament. So what I'm going to do today, I'm going to make kind of one or two big points today as a foundation, and then I'm going to build upon that as we go through the Word. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Genesis with me today, and we are going to start digging into the Old Testament. We're going to start at the beginning, 
with the first mention of the Spirit of God. And I'm going to point out a couple terms and definitions about Holy Spirit. And we're going to go, and I believe God is going to give us some really, really neat stuff. Reminder, some of you, this is old stuff. It, you've heard it before. And God's going to breathe some new life on it for you. And uh, I'm excited about this. So, you guys ready to go? So, go to, go to the very first chapter, chapter 1 of Genesis. And we're going to start with verses 1 through 2. And we're going to start with the very beginning where the Spirit of God is mentioned. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the water. Stop. Now, here we are at creation. You know, we, we know the scripture where it says, where God said, let us make man in our image. We realize that Jesus was there in the beginning. The Holy Spirit was there in the beginning. We know that truth, that they were with God in the beginning. And so if you look, just as we start here, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I looked up even the word hovering, and I got tickled this morning because I, I, I thought it was interesting. The word hovering, it's a verb, and it means to, I can barely read my writing, to hang, fluttering, or suspended in air, waiting near at hand. So just imagine at creation, God is establishing his order and the Holy Spirit is quivering or hovering over the waters near God, waiting on the command of God, waiting to move, hovering, Spirit of God, hovering. That was a pretty cool picture for me. And we're going to see as we go into our study a little more why that even that there because the Holy Spirit was even quivering here this morning. The Holy Spirit was hovering here waiting on the command of God, waiting on people to come in agreement with him so that he could move and have his way. Because without people coming in agreement with the Holy Spirit, he stays quivering, waiting nearby. So, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And even today, He's hovering over the Word being preached today. He's here moving. And He makes sure that the Word of God gets in your heart the way it needs to go. And each one of you will hear this message in a different way because of the Spirit of God. Some of you will say, He was looking right at me. No! Holy Spirit is going before us to, to do the work of the God so that the word of God does not return void, but it accomplishes that which he has set it out to accomplish. And we're going to see that even today as we get into the scriptures. We'll see how far we get. We may not get very far. We'll just go where we go, right? You guys are cool with that. So the word spirit here, literally, if you take that Hebrew word, it is ruach, R. U-A-C-H, and that is the Hebrew word for spirit. And that word there means wind of God, breath of God, or spirit. Those are the three 
overarching meanings for the word spirit. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to break these, the, the spirit of God today, the Hebrew word spirit, wind of God, breath of God, the spirit or the supernatural part of God. We're going to begin to go in the word of God and break that down and look at some scriptures from the Old Testament of how the Holy Spirit moved, how he had his way, his purpose, his activity, his wind, his breath. Because it's going to be important that we have a real good understanding and foundation of how the Holy Spirit moved in the Old Testament because he moves in the New Testament and now the same way. And we're going to see that. I'm going to start with the old. We're going to get into the new. We're going to talk about a lot of things in between there. Even when there was a time of silence by the Holy Spirit. Most people don't realize, but between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was like 400 years where there was silence of the moving of the Spirit of God. We're going to talk about that later. So, are you guys cool with that? So again, ruach, meaning wind of God, breath of God, the spirit of God, and we see that it started there. And so thank you guys for advancing that when I didn't. You guys are so good. There you go. There's the definition. Ruach, wind of God, breath of God, spirit of God. So let's go to another passage, and I'll see if I can actually advance it. Maybe you guys will be doing it. Ah, so go with me to Genesis chapter 8. And we're going to look at another passage really quickly here in Genesis, the New Testament, where the word ruach for spirit is used in the, in, the New, in the Old Testament. And God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark, and he sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. Now that word wind is the same Hebrew word Ruach. So we could actually re-say this, and God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and the livestock that were with him in the ark, and he sent his Holy Spirit over the earth, and the waters receded. Look at the action verb of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is sent and the Holy Spirit does something. He literally dries the land. We're not talking, yes, manifested in the natural with wind, but it was Holy Spirit that was coming, and he was moving, and he was receding the waters back. That's cool. That's really cool. It's going to be important for you to, to, to keep this in your mind as I keep teaching through the next several weeks because he is, Holy Spirit is a noun, but he's also a verb. He is moving, he is acting, and you're going to see today as I get through this message that Holy Spirit is the action and the power of God. You guys with me? So he sent the Spirit over the earth. He sent Holy Spirit over the earth. He sent a supernatural power over the earth to make the land recede, the water recede from the land. That's a neat scripture. If you want to go there, you can read how long it took and all that kind of stuff. It's really pretty cool. 
Now turn with me, if you will, to Exodus chapter 10. We're going to look at another passage here where the same wind is used. Again, Exodus 10, verses 13 through 20. Make sure I get there too. Because I want to read a little further. I'm going to go here. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt. See how he uses a man? And the Lord made an east wind, Ruach, blow across the land all day and all night. By morning, the wind, Ruach, had brought the locusts. They invaded all of Egypt and settled down in every area of the country in great numbers. Never before had there been such a plague of locusts, nor will there ever be. So again, we could read this. So Moses stretched out his staff over Egypt, and the Lord made the Holy Spirit blow. Across the land, all that day and all that night, and by morning the Holy Spirit had brought the locusts. Now if you read further in that, let's just do that. I don't have it on PowerPoint. But read the results of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit blowing the locusts in. Look in verse 16, I believe it is. Yes, 16. Pharaoh quickly summoned Moses and Aaron and said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now forgive my sin once more and pray to the Lord your God or... to take this deadly plague away from me. We realize that Pharaoh hardened his heart again, but the result of the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit coming and blowing the locusts in, it caused Pharaoh's heart to change. He acknowledged his sin, and the supernatural power, when we demonstrate the supernatural power on the streets of a homeless man, and you declare the word of the Lord over him, God is going to give your voice back. There was a tangible anointing of God's Spirit on that that breathed life to that man, gave hope to that man, and something took place. I know we're going to hear about that guy someday, don't you guys? You can't experience the Holy Spirit like that and it not change you. Especially from two wild ladies from New Covenant Worship Service. I can only imagine what that guy was thinking. It's like... Yes, praise God. So we have Moses, who raised his staff, cooperating with God's purpose. And when Moses raised his staff, the Holy Spirit blew a wind, and he brought in locusts. Because there was a purpose of God, there was something going on that God wanted to accomplish. Can I have an amen on that? The supernatural power, and I believe the action of God. Let's look at one more, Exodus 14. Again, Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all that night, the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind. There's that east wind again. And turned it into dry land. And the Israelites went through on dry ground. So again, let's look at this. Moses is at the edge of the Red Sea. Israelites are there, million plus. Pharaoh is pursuing them now. We just read 
Pharaoh had hardened his heart again, and now he's coming back after him, and he wants them to be slaves again. Moses raises his staff. Holy Spirit, then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and all night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind. The Lord drove the sea back with the Holy Spirit and turned it into dry land. That word wind, again, is the same Hebrew word for spirit of God. Are you with me? Is it making any sense? Okay, just want to make sure you're tracking with me. So in the Old Testament, the spirit of God moves in wind. He manifests himself through the wind. Do we, can you think of any New Testament examples of when he moved by the wind? Can you remember in the book of Acts? There was a strong, violent wind in Acts chapter 2, and the Holy Spirit came as in tongues of fire, and the, the, the day of Pentecost happened, and the Holy Spirit came rushing in, and they all began to speak in tongues. The wind manifested. The Holy Spirit manifesting through wind. <laughs> Even John 3, 8 says this, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. Born of the Spirit. So it is with you who are born of the Spirit. The wind comes. You don't know where it's going. When we were up at Aiden Lake, I was sitting in our hammock, and the wind was just blowing through the trees. And you could just hear the sound. It's such a beautiful sound when you hear the white pines just... I was looking up, and I was thinking, you're teaching me about the Holy Spirit, Lord. Speak to me. Speak to me. Because God was moving even in, a, in the hammock. And he says, I want to move in the same way. Eric, let me move. Let me have free reign. I'm coming. I'm coming for a visitation over Newcastle. I'm coming to blow. So the Spirit of God is described in an action or a motion of wind. He is the experience of God's divine power working upon the earth. I'm going to say that again. Holy Spirit is the experience of God's divine power working upon on the earth again holy spirit is the experience of god's power working and moving on the earth here the spirit moved by wind to perform the action of god's purpose god wanted excuse me god wanted to bring the locusts for a reason and a purpose did he not? God wanted the waters to recede. Did he not? God wanted the waters to wall up so the children of Israel could walk in on dry ground. Did he not? Holy Spirit was the power and the action to make all that happen. God wanted it. Holy Spirit said yes. Moses believed. And it happened. Do you see the combination there? God wanted it, Moses believed it, 
He acted in faith, and Holy Spirit performed it. He was the action and the very power of God manifest through wind. That's exciting. And it's going to happen with us the same way. God's going to want it. We're going to believe it. And the Holy Spirit's going to do it. I don't have to manipulate it. It isn't your will. It's not what you want. You may think you know the will of God. You better know what God is saying. That's why we teach here about hearing God's voice and how there are different voices. There's your voice. There's the enemy's voice. There's people's voice. But we have got to get good at hearing the voice of God so that when you're walking down the street of Indianapolis and you hear the Spirit of God go, Ho! There's something back there. Oh, Michelle, we got to go back. Spirit of God is moving on the inside of me. And I go back in faith and I say, I don't even have the word yet. But I walk up to the man and I say, hey, I believe God has something for you. And God, by his spirit, he does the work. Did Michelle and Shelly do the work? Holy Spirit did the work. They just believed by faith and did what God put on their hearts. Walking in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to repeat it again. God wants it. We believe it by faith. Holy Spirit is the action. He is the power. He is the moving force. You got it. I'm going to keep overemphasizing it because we got to get it inside of us. Because sometimes we feel this undue pressure that it's us and it's not us. Sometimes we feel this weird thing of, oh, God, I do, I got I to cross my T's and dot my I's. But it's not us. We're a vessel, and we're, we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. Okay. So you guys now realize that the Spirit is the action, the act, or the power behind God. Not that God is not power. But because there is a circle dance going on, because there is a relationship that the Father has with the Son and the Son has with the Spirit, each one has a different purpose. Each one has a different role. Each one is working to concert together a symphony like we need as a church to work in unity. And so Holy Spirit is the power and the action behind God. And we're going to keep emphasizing that as we go along. So let's look at God as the breath, or the Spirit of God, the Spirit as the breath of God. We have some scriptures here about God, or about the Holy Spirit being the breath of God. You guys ready for those? Go with me to the next uh, scripture if you don't mind, or maybe it's working again. I think it was a matter of pushing the battery in. Yep, there we go. Look at what Job said in Job 33, verse 4. Actually, we missed one. Yeah. No, let's go to Genesis 2. Okay, we'll go to Jeb, Job next, next. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Again, the Spirit of God manifest in breath. God wanted man, and Holy Spirit breathed into man. You see that? Next one, Job 33, 4. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. 
He, the Spirit, is the breath of the Almighty. He, again, I'm emphasizing this, He is the action. He is the power behind God. Could God do it Himself? Absolutely. But He works by His Spirit. You with me? Next one. Job 34, 14 through 15. If it were God's intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all humanity would perish together and mankind would return to dust. If it weren't for the spirit and the breath of the Holy Spirit, every one of us would not be breathing right now. Take a deep breath. That's a gift. Anybody glad they're breathing? When God made man, he breathed into him the breath of life. I think of the first breath that a baby makes outside of the womb. Holy Spirit moves in. You are the very breath we breathe, Lord. The Spirit, again, is described in action and, the, and, and in motion of breath of God. The experience of God's divine power working upon the earth to perform the action and the purpose of God always comes through the Holy Spirit. He is the breath of Almighty God. He is your breath. Can I have an amen on that? So, if we're going to, if we're going to operate in the supernatural power and presence of the Holy Spirit, we better get to know Holy Spirit a whole lot better. We better start opening. We better get ready, church. We better, we better open ourselves up to a greater relationship with Holy Spirit. We better start making demands. And I don't mean demands that I demand you, Holy Spirit, to come. But what I'm saying is that we make a demand on the gift of God inside us. Know, the pa know your power. Know your power. Know how you've been created. Know the gift of God that is in you because you are going to move in power. Now, your power and the Holy Spirit moving through you is going to be different for you than it will be for me. Now, I want to give this example. Do I have a volunteer? I need one volunteer that has a pretty good set of lungs. Come on, Ashley. Wow. Can you blow a balloon? Well, maybe. Might pass out, but. So, here before she starts blowing it, where did Ben and Emma go? They're not in here? Emma's right there. Okay. Emma is pregnant. And I'm going to act as God today. I desire to celebrate the child that's inside her growing. And we're going to give her a gift of a balloon. How's that sound to you guys? Okay. I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but we're going to give her green because green represents life. So go ahead and blow that up. 
big as you want. Just don't pop it, please. I good? Good. Go ahead and tie it. Okay. Why don't you go give that to Emma? Everybody say congratulations to Emma, by the way. Yeah, we're excited about this little new Bambino coming. You can actually put that in your shirt and maybe look a little more pregnant today. Now, God wanted to give her a gift. Ashley had to cooperate. And she had to blow into the balloon. I know this is a corny object lesson. Thank my wife. She is so good. I was like, I've got to have an object lesson. Help me here. She's, she's the creative side of the Haler family. The breath of God went in the balloon. And then you cooperated with the Spirit of God to give her the gift. And I want us to start seeing. We, and I myself including, I have really been deceived that People don't want the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. I have been deceived that he is not a gift that people will want. And so I shy away from being who I really am and what I'm created to be. Because I'm so self-conscious and so worried about offending somebody because I don't believe they want the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's a lie. They're hungry. They're thirsty. I'm telling you. Karen and I were, we were in town yesterday. We went to the hospital to see my dad. And then we stopped a couple places and had to get salt for the softener and just making some runs. And our city, every person, Teeth were rotting out of their heads. People were in chaos. There was no joy on people's hearts. And I was like, Garrett, what is happening to our city? If I was to ask those who are self-employed here, trying to get help in this city to work for you, to even find good help, you can't even find it anymore. And I said, we need a move. God's spirit on this land. We need the breath of God blowing over people. And we've got to start believing that people want it. They're desperately dying and going to hell. Lost, addicted, depressed, hiding. And Karen started singing. She goes, give me some good news. Give me, give me, give me some good news. Because it's easy to see the bad news. And I say there's a people in this city, in this region, who are going to stand up and take their city back for God. The erosion is happening right underneath our noses. And we need the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit invading us us can i say us and we need to be infecting the city with the virus of the power of the holy spirit in this land 
giving people hope, giving people deliverance, giving homeless people a reality check of what God is doing. And so God manifests himself through wind. He manifests himself, the Holy Spirit manifests through the breath. But he is, the point I want you taking home today is this. Holy Spirit is the action and the power behind God. And if you're going to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, you have got to start mining your relationship with Holy Spirit. He is precious and he is amazing. Can I have an amen on that? If you would stand to your feet.